Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Today, we're joined by the author of Zombie Loyalists, using great service to create rabid fans. And Peter Shankman joins us now. Great to see you. Thanks Good for being be here. here. Thanks. So first thing, you know, I saw the title. It was like, genius. Zombies are all the buzz, The Walking Dead and the like. And then you open up the book, and the first title is The Walking Dead, please. Let's talk about real zombies. So very clever. Uh, let's talk about it. Real zombies, zombie loyalists. To what does this refer? Everyone has that friend who, when you say, where do you want to go to dinner? They only have one restaurant. It's that one place they love. They're treated well there. They love it. There's that friend who only flies one airline, only stays at one type of hotel, one brand. Uh-huh. You know, those people are zombies for that business. They have been treated really well, and all they want to do is give their money to that company and, more importantly, drag you to spend your money there as well. Okay, so the book talks about how, as a you know, a C-suite executive, you create zombie loyalists. Yeah, a zombie loyalist is really your best customer. Right. It's the customer who comes to you all the time, who spends their money, who brings their friends, and they're not just randomly born. They're actually cultivated. They're actually raised. In the book, I give several several examples of how to do this. Uh, specifically, they you know, zombies are treated well. But not that well. We expect, as a regular basis, we don't expect to be treated well. You know, we go to a, a restaurant, we expect there's going to be delay, our reservation's going to be late, right. uh, our flight's going to be late, we're going to have issues with the TSA, you know, our room's not going to be ready. We don't right. expect. the expectations are low. The bar is so yeah. unbelievably low that we really don't have to go that hard out of the park. All we have to do is just be essentially one level above bad. Okay. You don't have to be good. You don't okay. even have to be great. One level above bad. You go two or three levels above bad, people remember that. So is there a specific real-world example, a company that breeds zombie loyalists well, obviously in, in an amazing way? Rich Carlton is without question uh, one of the top. You know, they, they don't hire for a talent. They hire for people in the respect that they believe they can teach anyone to fold a bed sheet, but you can't teach empathy. Interesting. You can't teach how to know what a customer is thinking. You can't teach the desire to help. That's, okay. that's massive. And so building that, creating that level of, of empathy with your customers, with your clients, and most importantly with your employees has to come from top down. It has to start from the CEO and work its way to the bottom. So what are some of your tips, strategies, techniques as a C-suite executive? How do you, you know, do what Rich Carlton is doing? Well, a study came out last year that um, said that 88% of all businesses, CEOs especially, believed that they were providing stellar customer service. Then they interviewed the customers of those businesses. 8% said the same thing. Wow. So there was a massive it's disconnect. a big disparity. A massive disconnect. So right. one of the first things to do is really unsilo. If you have a customer service team, if you have people that work in customer service, your first job is to give them an all-access pass. That customer service person should be allowed to talk to anyone at any level of the company at any given time because they're going to be the first ones to find out if there's a problem. Right. They're going to be have their, have their ears on the ground, have their boots on the ground, hear from what's going on in real time. You know, if they first have to go through their chain of command, then to a lawyer, then legal, then marketing, right. then, by the time it gets to the CEO and someone's ready to take action, you've lost 100 cu so customers. So get rid of the red tape. Just exactly. have direct access. You know what? Hey, guys, I've gotten two calls about this this morning. This could be a problem. Let's jump on it. Got it. Um, it has to permeate through the company. If the CEO doesn't invest in the power of nice and doesn't believe that his job is to create amazing customers that will drive revenue. There's a story in the book I really like because you say the best way to get new customers, you say it's not from advertising, not from PR, not from social media. You
you say it's from existing customers, and you talk about this vest that you actually yep. wear. Yeah. So, so tell the viewers. Yeah, the, the key is be awesome to the customers you have to right. get the customers you want. Um, I sit on the advisory board of a company called the Scott E Vest. It is a phenomenal jacket. They make like a hundred different pieces of clothing. I wear this jacket. It has uh, probably seventy-five different pockets in it. Whenever I travel, that's my luggage. Seventy-five. Like seventy-five pockets <laughs> okay. in this jacket. Right. Okay, I've done five days in Asia with nothing but this jacket. Right. And you can store an extra pair of pants in this jacket. Your laptop, your iPad. And and when you go through security or, or, or on the plane, you just wear it. You know, and so all you're doing is carrying it with you. It's wonderful. I'm on a plane, I sit down in my seat, and I sit down in my seat and I take my laptop out of my jacket. And I take my iPad out of my jacket. And I take my headphones out of my jacket. And I take uh, a charger out of my jacket and a book <laughs> out of my you know, and the woman next to me is looking at me like sort of sort of like watching a clown car with you know. Right, <laughs> the endless and she's yeah, like, handkerchiefs. I, can't, I can't believe this. What is that? I told her like, and I told her and I went off on like five minutes showing her every pocket and taking it off from her. She's like, that's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. And she uses the in-flight Wi-Fi and buys like five of them as, as Christmas gifts. Amazing. And but an hour or two later, she sees the ad in the Sky Mall catalog. And she says, is this the jacket that you're wearing? I'm like, yeah, that's because you do a much better job in this advertisement. Right. And that's really when it hit me. You know, I am a zombie loyalist for the Scotty Vest, and I make it my mission to tell the world about how great it is because it helps me. It makes my life easier, thus I want to share that. And since we're moving into this sort of sharing economy, this social economy, this communication economy, where if I have a good experience or a bad experience, I'm posting it online, mm -hmm. okay, that is the future of right. the, the economy. So the ad just didn't do it justice. Obviously, it didn't, and, and more importantly, I really meant what I said. I had an amazing experience. Right. The same time, the same reason I have an amazing experience on airlines, and the, the ones that I fly, and the ones that treat me well, I will talk about forever. So I want to create zombie loyalists as a C-suite executive. It starts with the employees, mm -hmm. right? It really does. The employees have to understand that the more they are empathetic to the customer, the more they care, the more right. they work. Like Ritz Carlton. Exactly. Right. The more the customers can come back. At the very end of the day, it's logic that translates into higher revenue. That translates into raises. That translates into bonuses. Even if you do nothing else, empower the employees to never let a customer leave angry. That's probably the best start I can give you. That is a rule that should be empowered by every single employee. Don't let the customer leave angry. I've heard CEOs who get this and who have said, you will never get fired for spending extra money to make a customer happy, but you will get fired if you don't, and they walk out the door. There you go. You talk about this uh, concept, preemptive striking. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? Well, the concept of preemptive striking is, again, working with those customers, uh, doing something that might be a little out of the blue. We worked with customers in retail where we've taught them to identify what a customer is thinking as they walk in the door based on body language. So if you're a hotel, okay, if someone's a hotel and you walk in and you're Frazzled. Are you frazzled because you had a bad, scary flight? Are you frazzled because you're a woman traveling alone? Are you frazzled because you just got off a call with your husband and the kid's not doing well? What is it? Okay. And so through different cues, through ways of talking, through listening to how you're interacting with us, we can tell sort of what's going on in your head. Bad flight? You know what? We're gonna, here's, we'll take your bags up to your room. Here's two drink tickets. Go, go have a drink. Really you probably smart. use one. It's not big, big things. It's little tiny things over and over and over. You don't get a customer to repeat because you do one major thing. You get them because over and over and over you're doing little things that are just unexpected. How do these zombie loyalists remain loyal? Again, it's- Stay true to their name. <laughs> stay true to their name. We, again, live in a society where we expect to treat like a number. Know the person's name. Eye contact. The simplest things in the world make the biggest difference. C-Suite Radio. So what happens if and when you do lose a zombie mm -hmm. loyalist? How do you go back? Can you get You're, them yeah, back? Yeah, you can. You're going to screw up. There's no question about it. No one expects you to be perfect. You're going to make a mistake. An order's not going to be filled right. The steak's not going to be cooked right. There's going to be a finger in your chili. Something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. We get that, and we expect that. How you react to it determines whether or not you lose that zombie, and if you lose a zombie, they're going somewhere else. Mm. There's no greater hater than a former lover, and there's no greater lover than a former hater. 
True. Okay, so if you if I'm loyal to you and all of a sudden you start screwing up three, four, five times in a row and don't do anything to correct it, see ya. Okay. But if you do screw up once and you go out of your way to fix it, again, nothing major. You know, the steak's cold. Oh my god, you know that's horrible. I'm gonna get you a free drink while you're waiting. You know what? There's a 15 minute delay on your table, stayed a little later than last time. Here's a drink. Here's an appetizer. It's on me, no worries. Right. You know, something as simple as a tweet. When someone tweets out, God, the restaurant was really packed last night. What a bummer. You know, hey, saw your tweet. It definitely is. Next time you come in, ask for me. I'm the night manager. I'm going to make sure you get taken care of. Right. Simplest things where we're treated as a human being. Empathy. Again, empathy. Talk about the intensity that, that social media has in relationship to these zombie loyalists. Well, again, 99% of all issues that are brought up on social media either could be avoided before they hit social media, mm -hmm. or once they're on there, could be fixed easily. You know, there's nothing worse than a company that has a social media presence, i.e. has a Twitter account, has a Facebook account, and yet doesn't respond. Mm. That kills me. What's the point you know? of having Exactly. It, right. That's even worse than not having one to begin with. But again, the majority of these problems can be fixed long before they ever have to hit social. And once they do hit social, a quick fix, you know, hey, you know what? We saw that. We're going to make this right. Um, is pretty good. And also, going out of your way to do things beforehand. United tends to do this. They tend to respond to people, hey, flying United, you know, on my way to Florida, vacation, you know, and they'll say, the person monitoring the Twitter account, have a drink for us. Enjoy your trip. Lovely. Oh my God, a $4 trillion company just noticed little old me. Mm -hmm. That's all. You don't need more than that. And what that does is that builds those loyalists so that when there is a screw up, they back you. Mm -hmm. They say, you know what? We're not all going to turn against you because we've had good experiences. Everyone's allowed to mess up once. So United's one. I was just about to ask you, what are some companies that are uh, doing right by the social media zombie loyalist uh, equation? Yeah, I mean, look at Morton Steakhouse. Morton Steakhouse is great in the respect that they um, are very, very powerful. Every time you make a reservation at Morton's, um, they ask you if you're celebrating anything. I go there all the time. A lot of times I just go there because I like food. But <laughs> on occasion, I'll But be there's there. a lot of steakhouses in New York. You live here and there you are. choose Morton's. And there's a reason for that. I, and again, it comes down to the experience. If I, I have the ability to go to Roots Chris, Morton's, Goes, whatever, everywhere <laughs> I want to go. I go to Morton's because of how I'm treated. It's not the difference in a $4 price difference in a porterhouse. It's how I'm treated, how they know you, how they know who you are. What Morton's does when you make reservations is they call and they say, are you celebrating anything? And if you say, oh, yeah, it's my wife's birthday, or yeah, it's my assistant's whatever. When you walk in, they sit you down, and the menu says, happy birthday, Kira, or happy birthday, Megan, whatever it is. Is it printed? It's printed. Amazing. The next 45 minutes, my wife, my assistant, whoever, is photographing that, Instagramming that, posting on Facebook, and I can't get a drink. So, right. you know, that's that beauty of the... And you can't have a conversation because she's on her phone. Exactly. Right. But it's that little <laughs> tiny thing. What did it cost to print that menu? Really right. nothing. Right. You know, and look at what that's done. If you Google Morton's menus, there are thousands of them. It's such a small, you know, thing, but measure the, you know, reaction, that's the, the chain key. reaction. Oh, look at that. I'm going there for my birthday. Right. There's a coffee shop in the Lower East Side that every employee is empowered to give up to 40 cents off every cup of coffee as a whatever discount. Um, so you are looking at your receipt and say, oh, 40 cents off. Nice butt discount. All right. My ah. day's made. You, you take a photo of that, that goes online. So Funny. You know, it's those little things that cost almost nothing that really, really benefit. You also talk about something in the book called uh, BRAINS. I wrote a book on zombies, obviously. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have to incorporate an acronym for that. BRAIN right. stands for Bring Random Amazement into Normal Situations. Bring Random Amazement into Normal Situations. Okay, so how do you do that? It's the little tiny things. Okay. You know, it's the eye contact. It's mm -hmm. the name on the menu. It's the, um, you look like you're having a bad day, here's a drink. It's mm -hmm. whatever it is. Do you often find that there's a disparity? Are you often amazed by how how you know people are not getting it in such a in such a big way, or are you finding as time goes on, people are getting it more and more? I like to think that they are, and they're starting to. But it is a process. I mean, you look at certain companies, um, you know, where you would think that the first thing they would do is cater to everything you want. You know, high-end hotels. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're waiting 45 minutes for a uh, for someone to, to to check you in. You're waiting three hours after check-in time for your room to be ready. I mean, things that you just wouldn't expect. Oh, it's a busy day. Well, that should have been planned for. If New York City can handle 200,000 people coming in for a climate conference on one day and then the UN General Assembly the next, you can handle the fact that, hey, it's 3 p.m., a lot of flights are landing. Right. 
get the rooms right. Get it right. Would you agree, though, with the advent of social media, really, you know, these zombie loyalists? I mean, the whole landscape has changed. I mean, did companies have as many zombie loyalists pre-social media? Yes, you just didn't hear about them as much. Okay. You know, now, when a when company does something great, everyone knows about it. When a company does something terrible, everyone knows about it. Okay. So the key is, how can you make sure the great is much more than the terrible. So even aside from the C-suite executive, for the new business owner that's just starting out, it's a matter of not just pleasing people, but doing the extra little things. And again, the extra little thing, but it's so simple. Well, there you go. Well, there's a lot to learn uh, if you're a customer, if you're a business owner, if you're a C-suite executive. And the book is called? What? Zombie Loyalists, Using Great Service to Create Rabid Fans. There you go. And if you'd like to purchase the book or see excerpts, all that jazz, go to our website, csuitebookclub.com, c-suitebookclub.com. And thank you, Peter, so My much pleasure. for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.